You're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast, where we discuss real practical Christianity, what the Bible actually says about stuff, and how it applies to the biker community. I'm your host, Pastor Chris Dwelly. They call me Mouthpiece around here. Welcome to the discussion. Let's rock. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Born Again Biker Podcast. It's Mouthpiece, and I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, today, today we are in the book of Titus. Um, God has asked me to talk to the teachers today. Uh, people that preach, people that teach, people that are leading small groups, the ones that are putting out God's information and teaching from, teaching from their hearts and, and, and God's word. He's asked me to talk to you guys today. So even if you're not one of them, there's some really good information in here because this is honestly how we're, God is calling us to live, okay? So what I want you to do is grab your Bibles. Let's turn to Titus. Uh, let's, we're going to start in chapter 2, and we're going to talk about right teaching. So, you know, here a little backstory here. You know, Paul is writing to his, his understudy, Titus, um, and he, he, Titus has gone... To, to Crete and he's, he's, he's telling him, you know what, I, I need you to, uh, to make sure that you're, you're living an upright life, you're teaching the right way and you're teaching the truth. Um, and this is what I want you to do. So in Titus chapter two, it says, as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and, to the, and love their children to live wisely and be pure, to work in the homes and to do good and be submissive to their husbands, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage young men to live wisely, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and the seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teachings can be cannot be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing to say about us. All right, so we're we're going to skip the we're going to skip verse nine and ten here because it's it's not that it's not important, but it's talking about how slaves obey their masters. Um, so we're going to skip that part for just for a minute here. Uh, but verse eleven says, "For the grace of God." has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from our godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to the wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed, he gave us his life to he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin to cleanse us and to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. Okay. So, Titus Titus chapter 2. 
uh, we're talking about, Paul is talking about right living here. He's talking about those of us that preach, teach, and, and, and live the word of God and, and the gospel. He's talking about what we're supposed to teach and how we're supposed to teach it. So he's telling Titus he needs to, he needs to live the kind of life that reflects wholesome teaching, that reflects the truth, that he's teaching the truth. So what that means is, you know, pastors, teachers, preachers, you know, youth leaders, all of the people that are, are, are teaching the word of God, I need you to hear this. He wants us, God, God is telling us that we have to live a life that's pleasing to him. He's telling us to live this wholesome life that reflects wholesome teaching. And what he means by that is he's meaning that we can't be hypocrites. We can't tell people, I need you to do this and not be willing to do that ourselves. You know, be, being the pastor of a church, uh, I am will, I, I am not going to ask anybody to ever do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. If, if I need somebody to clean bathrooms, I'm going to ask them to clean bathrooms because I'm willing to do that myself. If nobody else can do it, I'm going to be on my hands and knees scrubbing a floor and scrubbing toilets. Um, but I, I want to make sure that I'm living by example. And that's what Paul is calling Titus to do here is to, to live by example. He's saying that, that we need to teach people how to be men and women of Christ. You know, he talks about teaching the older men how to exercise self-control and to be worthy of respect and to live wisely. You know, that's self-control in this day and age is really, really hard. You know, it, it, with things so easily ready at our fingertips, you know, shopping on Amazon, you know, everything is, is one click away or, you know, if we... You know, we, we get an itch that we need to have scratched. You know, pornography is right there on our phones at this point in life. You know, everything is one, one little tiny click away. Um, and, you know, it's God is telling us that we have to exercise some self-control. You know, we need to be able to resist the devil, flee from him. And, you know, God will, God will bless us because of that. You know, we have to be worthy of respect. You know, if people are seeing us live a hypocritical life, if, if we're telling people that we believe a certain thing and we're not willing to back up our words with our actions, then, then we're, we're not going to gain the respect of the people because they're going to look at us and go, that man is a hypocrite. That man says that he believes this. But he doesn't walk in that faith. He, he's, he's living a way that, that isn't reflective of the words that are coming out of his mouth. You know, it says right here, you know, that, that we must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Okay? Sound faith is important. You know, you have to live and believe what's, you know, the words that you say are in your heart. If you're not living out your faith, there have been times where I have not known how God was going to move, but I trusted that he would in just the right time in his timing. And 
if, if I put my, and don't get me wrong, we all fail, we all falter and we all stumble, but it's what happens when we pick ourselves back up. You know, we have to have this sound faith. We have to believe that God's got our back. He's, he's going to make sure that we're taken care of and he's going to make sure that we're good. Uh, but he, God wants us to be filled with two things, love and patience. Because with love and patience, everything else God calls us to be will, fulfill, will be fulfilled. You know, if we're filled with love, God's going to use us with our compassion. He's going to use us to do all the, the things that he calls us biblically to do. But that takes patience and it takes love. With patience, you know, patience is not a strong suit for many people. You know, we live in a world where we want it and we want it right now. Again, you know, we talk about things with the click of a button. But that's kind of where the self-control comes in. You know, we need, you know, when people are constantly, for example, uh, there's someone you want to reach and they're constantly just turning you down and they're constantly, I don't want to hear this. It takes patience you know, there are, there are people that I have been talking to about Jesus now for 10 years. Um, and are they sitting on a church pew yet? Absolutely not. But do they read their Bible when, they, when they're hurting? They absolutely do. So, you know, the, this is about patience. It's about persevering. It's about enduring to the end. You know, now the, the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about, th- this is something that is very much misunderstood. It's very much um, ridiculed in this day and age of, of women's lib. Um, but we, it's, it talks about women. And it talks about the role of women in the biblical marriage, in the church. Uh, but it says, similarly, uh, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. Now, how does life honor God? By being subject to, to his will. Okay. That's thing here. Uh, it specifically says, basically teach these people not to gossip, not to talk about each other, uh, not to slander others. It, it, it specifically calls that out. And honestly, in, in churches, that is one of the biggest problems that, that you will see in evangelical churches is, well, I don't want to tell you this, but, you know, so-and-so said this or so-and-so did this or can you believe so-and-so did this? And it's not gossip if you tell one person at a time. Well, God specifically says we shouldn't be slandering other people. We shouldn't be gossiping people. So we need to teach the older women not to do that because that's going to be something that honors God. It says here not to be heavy drinkers. Um, you know, that, that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, instead, they should teach others what is good. So here's, here's the thing. You know, if you have been living for Jesus, man, woman, or whatever, if you've been living for Jesus for any amount of time, it is not your job to condemn people. It is your job here 
when it says, instead, they should teach others what is good. Teach them the way. Teach, show them how to love. Show them how to be patient. Show them how to be kind. Show them how to live the biblical life that we're supposed to live without judgment, without teaching people that if you don't do these things, you're going to go to hell. And I'll be honest with you, you know, that's, that is a thing that I have had subscribed to for many, many years in my Christian walk. There was a list of do's and don'ts. And then I had a gentleman, uh, he's a friend of mine, uh, my, one of my former pastors, his name's Kevin Kidd. Uh, he taught me if you teach people to live like Jesus, teach people to live a godly lifestyle, you don't have to teach them a list of do's and don'ts because they just don't do those things. So instead, we should be teaching people what's good. Um, older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children and to live wisely and pure, to, you know, and to work in their homes and to do good and to be submissive to their husbands. There's a lot there. Again, if you've been doing this for a while, you should be mentoring people that haven't been. If you've been living for Jesus, you should be taking new Christians under your wing and saying, you know what, come with me. Let's talk. Let's have coffee. Let's figure out, you know, let me help you figure out the path. So I can, I've done this for a while. I can show you the way. And, you know, that, that's a big deal. You know, we, we don't do that in our Christian walk anymore. You know, we don't mentor other people. You know, the mentorship thing is not something that we see in our world anymore. It's kind of something that's gone away. But we used to see apprenticeships and stuff in, in the workplace and in, in trades. Why not have an apprenticeship in, in our walk with God? Why not show people instead of just telling them, why not have them walk with you and show you? You know, and, and we can show them. Why not do that? This next thing, this, is, this next part is the thing that every woman fights me on and every woman is just like, you know what? Th- this, that's just not right. That can't be right. And it's the part here where it says to be submissive to their husbands. Now, am I telling you that you have to let your husband rule over your life and control you under his thumb and and be the one that is the commander of your life where you just have to you know sit down and shut up and do everything that he says that is not what i'm saying and that's not what the bible is saying either the word submissive the, that Paul is using here, when it's translated to the, originally from the Greek, it talks about the being subject to, which is basically a military term that means to be un, under someone else. Now, God has already said that you know he he has chosen the man to be the head of the house. So that being said. All that's doing is the woman was created to be a helpmate for man. So if we work as a team, if we work as a, if we're there to help each other and work as a team, that's what God's talking about here. Be willing to stand beside your husbands. Be willing to fight with and for 
your husbands and for your marriage and your children, be willing to do that. And that's what it talks about being subject and being submissive. It's being under, it's being in the ranks of your home, knowing in your home that your husband is your covering, that you are the covering of your children, but your husband is your covering and God is the covering of your husband. It's knowing that and it's knowing that role. And that's not to say that you aren't allowed to have an opinion. You aren't allowed to speak up and and voice your concerns because you are. But know that your husband is there to answer for you and what he's teaching in his home as gospel truth. That that's important, you know, for for, for ladies to know. Then, it says here, then you will not bring shame on the word of God. The word of God is what's teaching this, and I understand that this may be a painful thing for for women to hear. But this is the word of God. And if you believe the word of God is true, you don't get to pick the pieces that are true and that are not. There is a lot of responsibility on the shoulders of men. There are a lot of responsibilities on the shoulders of husbands. And that responsibility is something that we have to answer for. And as you, as a helpmate, as you, as a spouse, as you, as the wife, stand up next to, as a helpmate for your husband, in that, that, that submissive part, knowing that he is going to answer for you, that he is responsible for answering for you, then you, you're living that godly life and you're honoring this word of God that, that's here. You know, we, we also, it also says here that we need to encourage young men to live wisely and, and that we as teachers, we that as preachers, we're supposed to live, you know, we're supposed to live as an, as an example by doing the good works that God has called us of every kind at every opportunity that we have. If you're just saying, oh, my job is to just get up on Sunday or Friday or whatever day and preach a message and that that's what I'm going to do, that, that's not your job. You know, there's going to come a time where you need to sacrifice out of your own time, out of your own resource, out of your own talent, time, and treasure to help other people and do the good deeds that God is calling us as teachers and ministers of the gospel. It says here to let everything that we do reflect the integrity and seriousness of what we teach. Now, that's an important thing. It's very important to me. People need to know that we're serious about what we teach. This is something here. This book, this this is more than just a book. The Word was God and the Word is God. This is a living, breathing thing for me. I will defend the teaching of what is in these pages with everything that's within me. I will make sure that people understand that this is serious and this is true. And by standing up for what I believe, that's going to give the message that I'm teaching and that I'm preaching that integrity that God is talking about. It's going to, we're going to teach the truth. We're not going to teach the man-made version of truth. We're not going to teach a denominational interpretation of what God's word says. We're going to teach and preach the word of God 
as the word of God is. That's what our responsibility is. Our responsibility is not to entertain. Our responsibility is not to make sure that people are comfortable. Part of the thing that we do here in our church, we have a saying here where it's get comfortable being uncomfortable because there's going to be times where this word of God reads us and it's going to make us uncomfortable and there's going to be something in our lives that we need to change. But my job is to teach the truth. And if I'm teaching the truth, people can't criticize the truth. They may not like it. They may not accept it, but they can't criticize it. And by doing that, people that oppose the truth, they may, they may be able to say, no, I'm not believing that, and that's okay. But they won't be able to have anything bad to say about me. They won't be able to say anything bad because when it, when it comes down to where the rubber meets the road, they're going to know that I taught the truth. So I'm going to leave this right there. You know, we, we, I've talked for over 20 minutes now. I'm going to leave this right there. Um, I want to know what you guys think about teaching right teaching, by, by promoting right teaching. You know, so leave me some comments. Uh, let me know what you guys think about what, what we talked about today. I love you guys. I will talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Merry Christmas.